Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport. Food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. John Shook and Vinny DiTallo join me today on the show to talk about all things food. I've been a fan of their restaurants, John and Vinny's, for years and been on some amazing food adventures with them. I cannot wait to talk to them. By the way, if you guys want to watch a night of debaucherous eating with us, one of the first episodes of Vice's Munchies prior to Vice going complete whack jobs they took me on an epic night of eating. And I think Michael Rappaport was there. Aziz Ansari was there. And these maniacs started the night off with all-you-can-eat Korean barbecue. So I'm calling this episode The Cheat Meal. Because these two dudes are not advocating diets. Enjoy. Neither of you are from here. No, no. When did you move out here? Uh, 2002. Yeah, summer of 2002. Early summer of 2002. And when did Animal open? 2008. Summer of 2008, we opened Animal. Summer times are our times. I think <laughs> when Animal opened, I think I ate there like three nights a week for the first we saw you a lot. six months. Yeah. yeah, and you would make my kids a special dish uh, that was like, you guys were very much like, we don't alter our dishes. And then yeah. my kids would come in and you'd go... We'll just give do it for the kids. Pasta. Yeah. yeah. We've always done it for the kids. Yeah. We've always had a soft Which was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Because the first time there, I'm kind of like, this is a very, they take, you know, they're making artworks here. Yeah. Don't mess with their yeah. artworks, but my kid's not going to eat it. Although I will say they both like the snail steak that yeah. we used to get. Man, we should bring that back. I haven't done that one yeah. in a while. I love you know, that. what's crazy about the snail steak was that, so it was for people that don't know what it was, it was a ribeye steak with basically 
escargot butter, which it yeah. tasted like the French sort of escargot you would get. But with escargot at, in, it, in yeah. it, too. Yeah. So it just wasn't the flavors of the butter. You actually got the snails and the snails and the steak together. Really interesting combination. But then we had somehow maybe taken it off the menu and just kind of like we give things breaks, you know, it's like it's a creative thing. You're kind of like, I need to do something else. And I need to see something come past me besides this thing, you know, because you stand there, you see it every night constantly. And uh, we took it off. And then about a year later, there was a restaurant that opened like right near Animal, literally like a block over. And they started serving like a cheaper steak, like a hanger steak or something like this was ours was a ribeye. It was insane. And, By the yeah. way, it was like a four inch thick. It was a that might even <laughs> be paddle. too small. It was ju- it was awesome. Yeah. And then somebody started running like a uh, like a hanger steak with escargot butter, like literally a block over. And then it was it kind of like that was like one of those moments where we realized we were like infiltrating the culture of restaurants in in LA beyond like what we were just actually doing within those walls yeah. that other people started to look at us like, Oh, well, I'm going to just start lifting and copying kind of like the, you know, like Matsuhisa with Nobu's yellowtail jalapeno. It's right. like all of a sudden it's like it's everywhere, everywhere. Yellowtail jalapeno, not the steak and escargot butter, but I'd say the chicken sandwich feels like that for us. Like we kind of, I, 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 Always having grown up here and but gone traveled a lot and and I've actually traveled extensively just to eat. I yeah. always say the the entire culture of eating in Los Angeles drastically changed when you guys showed up. Yeah. But when you guys started doing that stuff, it just became like people got more creative. Yeah. Every little restaurant was like, oh, we can do, do something fun. Yeah, I always think that it was more of a confidence builder for the city that we didn't have to have these really expensive, fancy restaurants were the only thing that existed and what people were craving. It was like people wanted to eat everywhere. They wanted to eat high, low, mix it together, you know, strip it back. And that's kind of what we did. And then I also think at that same time, Roy Choi kind of came around with the food truck thing, which was another angle. We were kind of trying to, you know, take back some of the things from fine dining we didn't necessarily felt like we needed, you know, the white tablecloths, the, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We wanted to play the music loud. We wanted to serve food that cooks like to cook and, you know, diners like to eat. And it's not just sort of like pork chop and chicken and filet. And that was kind of our idea of how we approached animal. And then Roy was kind of doing the food truck thing. And it kind of really, it really did make the food scene explode here in Los Angeles. And now it's like, you can't even keep up. There's Every it's day insane. there's somebody doing some new cool pop up that looks good and probably tastes good and they worked at a good restaurant and yeah. it's wild. It's you guys really, been to Meze? Cool. Uh yeah. Meze's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, Meze's, Meze's pretty good. good. Yeah. That's the that's the most recent play all time. All time, yeah. She used to work with us. She, oh, really? She was probably a manager at um at Animal, Animal when then? you were dining there. Well, that's the yeah, other Ashley. thing about you guys is ha- ha- taking their lineage from you guys yeah. is a big deal. Yeah. Like when somebody opens a spot and it's like, here's where I was before and it's any of your places, it's, yeah. it's a big sign. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, we, we feel well. Right we've also been around now for a minute. Yeah. I mean, that's part of it as well. You know, it's yeah. like in the restaurant group has become so big that a lot of people, you know, pass through it. Maybe if it's not direct with us, it might be direct with Ludo or the Sarah's. And I think that that's, uh, uh, you know, really help kind of foster that, you know, in that growth through the city. Yeah. So 
I've lived here forever. One of my best nights was eating with you guys. Mm-hmm. And we went to places that I, I think we ate Roy Troy's uh, Kobe Kogi tacos Kobe, that we, night. No, we, we went to Korean barbecue on Sixth Street. Yeah, you. By the way, oh, wait. This is the Vice thing. Yeah, yeah, let me just say. But yeah, yes. Anybody who wants to watch this can watch this. This is available it's, somewhere on it, tape. I'm sure you can find it yeah. somewhere out there. You guys, munchies. It was munchies. munchies. You yeah, guys we're not promoting them. But. No, but you <laughs> you orchestrated a night of eating that began with all you can eat Korean barbecue. That yeah. was stop one, which you lost people after that. People couldn't. We did. They, people tapped out. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that was kind of the idea. It was really to kind of set the boys from the men. You right. know what I mean? And then when the men were ready to go out, we, then we were ready to go eat after the all you can eat. Uh, I kind of <laughs> don't even what, remember. What we were you looking do after for, this. I, you know what I think it was? We were looking for the Kogi truck because it was still relatively new then. Yeah. And he was kind of like throwing it on Twitter. And then I don't think we found it that night. I can't remember. We ended up eating tacos, a, I think, on, uh, on, on Western, Western. Yeah. Right by uh, the one one like right there at that mechanic shop fantastic they had they're not, yeah. Yeah. they're not there anymore yeah, it's a star- any- of course it's a starbucks now right <laughs> <laughs> everything's a starbucks now it was a nice little auto mechanic yeah it was yeah it was like a little old gas station that then served that, tacos that the guy yeah they had tacos yeah, they would pull that truck in that yeah. truck was good too yeah. yeah i will i will still freak my kids out if we're walking in like echo park or something the amount that I'll salivate over a bacon wrapped hot dog or somebody cooking up tacos on a on a flipped over shopping cart that yeah. for me is like that's this is as good as you're gonna get and they're right. like fancy kids now who are like we don't eat that that's yeah. probably not healthy I mean my yeah. kids the same way I'm like what do you want for dinner they're like let's have sushi tonight and I'm like what the fuck dude you're, you're four years old like that's not cool at all yeah exactly <laughs> I didn't eat sushi till I was like nineteen yeah <laughs> I did I I was freaked out by it I did have I did go to the to the place in the subway in Tokyo. Oh yeah. With friends who yeah. are kind of like California sushi people. Yeah. Who don't, who, you know, they go to a sushi park and, and yeah. get kicked out and yelled at. Yeah. And they wound up stuffing half the stuff that was served into their pockets oh. because they were just like, that's weird. I'm not eating that. Yeah. And you don't want to offend I mean, some of this, I, mean yeah. I would say we were just in Japan recently and I would say that, you know, uh, culturally, some of the stuff that they eat over there, the American palate just is not even trained for. And like you put it in your mouth and you're just like, do I like this? Do I not like this? Like, what do I really think about this? You know, like, yeah, you're not, you're not familiar with it. Yeah. There's yeah. Definitely some things that are challenging. I, I, I kind of love that about food. I did too. I want to yeah, be challenged. Like, I think yeah. they eat a lot of shells over there, which I find to be weird, like shrimp shells. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a big thing over there. Very right. good for you, though. Yeah. yeah like very, fiber? Uh, protein. Really? Protein, yeah. In the shell? Yeah. Okay. I was the only one who would eat them, and suddenly- Choking hazard. By the end of dinner, <laughs> I had a plate full of them because nobody else wanted these shells yeah. or these chips they made out of shrimp shells. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Could be good. I, I ate them all. It could be good. Yeah. You can't complain. For no, sure. definitely the not. Utilization, though. I like the utilization over there. They don't waste anything. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the, another thing that's big over there that I think is highly underused here is tendon, which if mm. braised is great, like on yeah. a short rib, that oh. piece of tendon that hangs on, that's a that's a tasty thing. Yeah. You see it at places a lot. Uh, animal that's actually mostly. serves tendon as well, but I would say that once again, back to that American palate, like a lot of people wouldn't grow up eating tendon and the right. texture of it. And like, you know, 
in your mouth, the mouth feels like kind of like remind you of fat. And like, I think that weirds people out sometimes. So, yeah. uh, I understand why, but it is delicious. Right? I, I agree, man. <laughs> it's delicious. I mean, I, I, that's another thing. When I make short ribs, I'll just go around to my kid's plate and collect them all. Cause they're not going to eat it. Yeah. And I feel like they're throwing food away at that point. True. Yeah. True. The, the I think that the tendon is definitely something that, people aren't used to in America. We we use it in a way at Animal where we, 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 turn, a it chip into, out we it. turn it into a chip. We basically like we cook the hell out of it and then we we kind of cool it down together. We kind of press it all together and then we slice it very thin on a slicer and then we dehydrate it and then we throw it in a fryer and it puffs up like a giant like chicharron. Wow. Yeah, it's so good. It's very yeah, good. My mouth no one's ever watering. making that at their house. No. <laughs> no. I will Hats off to the person that does try to do yeah, that. Yeah, I will just deal with the just pressure. Come in, just come to animal. Yeah. yeah. Come, but it is a delicious cut. It is amazing. And, and I think that was one of our other things was like, let's use some stuff here at this restaurant that no one's using. Pig ears, perfect example. Like, no one was using pig ears on a menu. You had to drive to San Gabriel Valley to eat pig ears yeah. in, in Los Angeles. So it was like we were bringing this stuff to mid city, you know, and and sure enough, now it's like we were buying pig ears then for sixty nine cents, eighty nine cents a pound in the first year. Now they're like four dollars a pound. It's like I could buy a pork shoulder for the same price. It's like it's because everybody's using them in yeah. different ways here in the city. So it's now we we've, we've seen it kind of screw us in a way. Too. Yeah, I, I also think you were the first restaurant I ever saw spam on the menu. In, in a yeah. fine dining place? Yeah. yeah for a sure. high-end place. Right, so, yeah. So you could go get it in Musubi somewhere, I'm yeah. sure, somewhere. Yeah, at a Hawaiian market. Like that. Yeah. yeah, but at a restaurant. Yeah. A restaurant that you can't get a reservation to, that yeah. there might be a line in front and of. And it was... Like, it's a big deal. Yeah, and the Spam was paired with foie gras, which is like yeah. known to be in a you know three-star Michelin restaurant. And it was like, we just wanted to take those things and bring them into the kind of everyday culture. And I think that was part of our success there with that restaurant. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was like being able to tie the those things together but that's that's that like kind of you know I always say it's like that young free punk rock spirit that we were just like we're just throwing this out there like let's see if people like it we and, you know we cared we cared a lot you know but we 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 had a, a, a confidence in us that we were kind of like we'll find our people we'll find the people that like it but then you know as you move down the road in life you realize how you know, silly you were to kind of do this and like how how much this could have just like tilted the scale into being a huge failure, you know, and like but it, but it became a huge success. Any, I guess anything can be. You guys were ballsy, though. Oh, yeah. And of course, that could be a failure. But you guys are sitting on I mean who else has nobody else has an empire of restaurants in Los Angeles like you yeah there's a couple people but there's not many of us here there's not many of us here and I think like we definitely came into the scene from not having worked here and grown up through the ranks here you know a lot of these people worked at restaurants prior to here in Los Angeles and kind of you you know it's like that thing you're like oh there's this guy he's like you know, he's coming up. It's like, you know, kind of like acting. You're like, you, oh, I heard about this kid at the theater. He's like, he's doing some amazing, he's got this part and he's killing it. And he, before you know it, he's taking a small part in a movie. And then he's like, oh my God, four years later, he's this gigantic star, you know? And it was kind of like, we didn't really come up here in the restaurant scene. We didn't work for a lot of the chefs that were the generation before us. We kind of came in, we moved from, well, we were in Florida, but we had stopped in Colorado for about six months to just ski and snowboard. And then we were 
were working. Too. We were working. We were working. We were working a lot actually. And then and then uh, and then came out here and we worked. We worked at one restaurant here and we got lucky and worked for a great person. And he kind of it kind of spun into so many other things beyond the restaurant with him. Um, you know, we it was Ben Ford. He owned. Oh, uh, Ford's Fueling the, Station. The, well, was, right? That was the, his restaurant after. But before that, it was Chadwick over in Beverly Hills. And that's where we, we landed here. And then the restaurant went out of business. And Ben really took care of us and kind of opened some doors for us. And John and I have always kind of just like we ran right through him and just kind of took whatever we possibly could could grab at the time. Just kept running. There's a, yeah. there's a good you chicken sandwich. Yes. With that running scene. Run. Just run. Just yeah, we're run. just, that's us. The, yeah. That's us. The beard's getting longer. Hair's getting longer. We just keep running. You get to Mississippi and <laughs> it's like, keep going. That's it. Yep. You know? Definitely keep going once you get there. I'm so, uh, so I, I, my ideas of my thoughts about food, I didn't think about food prior to like going on a diet. I just ate mostly fast food because I think when I was a kid, we were not like, it was definitely like that stuff's not good for you. You're not going to eat that. So the minute I had any autonomy, I was just eating nothing but fast food pretty much yeah. and got insanely big, but wasn't, didn't care about food. My first diet, I spent the majority of my time watching Food Network as some sick sublimation of like, how do I get some kind of connection to food? Well, I can just watch it. And it is like pornographic at a point. Yeah. But even then, nothing on that channel was radical. It was all, you know, like I, I, I saw Gordon Ramsay talking about what he served Tony Blair and Putin. And he's like talking about this fillet of fillet of sea bass. And, and I'm listening to him. I'm going, that sounds real boring. You know, you guys, I feel like you're so radical that you've come and really shaken it up. Am I wrong? I don't think I'm wrong. I mean, I don't know because, you know, we don't look at ourselves like that. You know what I mean? And I think that's, uh, well, it's just us being us. But yeah. Definitely. We've gotten that over the years that it was like, animal animal was a really radical idea yeah. in like the way we were putting things together. And, and some people agreed with it and some people didn't, but I think that, you know, you're doing something different when something definitely has, a challenge to it, you know, in the, in the artistic fashion, you know, I think if it makes you feel a certain way, you know, it's, it's, you're pushing the envelope. Yeah. A little and for bit. us, honestly, we just feel very blessed that we've got to be our own bosses and like, you know, cook the food that we want to cook, yeah. you know, and that's, what's really amazing. It's like everything that we've put on the menu or every restaurant that we've opened or that we've been affiliated with. It's like, we do that because we like what we're putting out yeah. and the people that we're working with. And, and, you know, it's highly curated too. even our partners. Right. I yeah. mean, like everything's like combed over by us. It's not a very generic idea. You know, it's like, you know, it's funny because we spent so much time on the, we still do spend so much time on John, the John of brand because it's, it's so liked and desired that we're constantly even trying to understand it ourselves. Like it made even bigger splash than what we thought it would. Like yeah. we we're like, Oh, this will be good for the neighborhood. There's no like Italian American joint around here that no. is doing good quality stuff. And like, we kind of just like, you know, we went into it just the way we go into anything. Like, yeah, we, we feel confident. There's like someone good. being like, Oh, I'd love the facility with vodka sauce. It's like to us, you know, it's amazing that you're able to strike that note with so many people. And like, 
But like when we were making that recipe, it wasn't like we were thinking, oh, we're going to, you know, this is going to be the thing that like we're going to get a lot of people are going to like love. Or, I, yeah. You know what I mean? It's For, like we love it. Right. You know what I mean? And like I think that we're lucky that the things that we love, other people love as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've been able to ride this kind of killer ride here in L.A. And uh, it kind of keeps going. And now it's not even really even about us anymore. It's about the team that works with us. I mean, there's so many talented people that work for us. And, and that have given us a lot of time. Yeah. we yeah, got to yeah. continue to pave the way for them, you know, and to create opportunity for them. And, like, you know, it, it, you change, you know, as you grow, you change the way you look at things. And, uh, you know, the, our restaurants as well. It's like, man, they've all evolved so much. It's like, when's the last time you've been to Animal? I haven't been to Animal in a while, actually. Dude, it's fire. Yeah, it's I'm, literally I'm it's sure. fire. I've it's been like, on a str- I have. I will say, I have been to John and Vinny's more recently, mm-hmm. and in my just in my head prior to having been there, and I've been there a few times since it o- opened. Like Animal is so uniquely you. Yeah. Son of a Gun is so uniquely you, and so different from Animal. Yeah. And when I first heard about John and Vinny's. In fairness, I was like, how do you do that? Like, I don't, I couldn't picture it. I was like, how are you going to take Italian food and make it anything like Um, what I'm experiencing? I mean, I think it's, you You did it. I know, but it's like, we did it and we didn't kind of. Yeah. And it's also, it's an art, right? It's like, there's so many other foods that Vinny and I could do. And probably present in a really cool light and be really fun and unique to the city. But at the same time, it's like, uh, you know, it's like, how many do we really, how many things do we need to keep showing to show that, like, we have skill level, you know? And, like, what we learned along the way is, like, there's, you know, when you find something, it's like any great band. It's like, you go there, it's because you want to hear that Pacific song, you know? And it's like... You know, with John and Vinny's, it's like, it's totally that right now where it's like, yo, we're going to play this and let people play it. And like, we're going to give you everybody meatballs and like facility and like gem lettuce and like, hey, maybe in five years we'll introduce something totally new or right. 10 years, you know, when we're ready to kind of go back into that grind yeah. of, you know, creating a new concept because creating a new concept is super hard. I can't it takes imagine. a lot of brain power. Yeah. You know? and, and to have... I think I think of you like I I I also associate you with Kismet, Petitois, Toimec. Like I I I attach you to all of those. But when I think really about your essence, I think about Animal, Son of a Gun, and John and Vinny's. Like maybe it's because they're so close together. Yeah. Well, those we actually design all the menu and stuff. Right. With our partners, we kind of work with them based on what's needed for them, what they need, where they need support. I mean. The Saras are so talented, and so is Ludo. I mean, Ludo's amazing. I mean, he's probably uh, in our age group, the probably one of the guys in our country with the most probably foundation of old school French cuisine. Right? right? It's like you, there's nobody else I could even think of in America at with his pedigree and with his foundation. And like uh, you know, the Saras are amazing, and like. Obviously, they're a whole we, new school because yeah. they, they're kind of the generation. Ludo's just a little bit older than us, so he's kind of almost the like generation ahead. 
and we're in the middle. And then like we have the Sarahs as partners in their generation kind of younger than us. Right. And they provide a whole nother perspective on things. And, and it's really amazing to be able to work with other talented people outside yeah. us and the people that we've kind of brought in around us. Yeah. So we get to kind of see their perspective on things and learn from them. And, you know, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's really And that's easy, what I was going to say know? is like, you know, obviously they didn't learn from us. We, you know, it's like we, met them, we were attracted to them and their food style and their, and the way that they looked at food and the way that they talked about food and cared about food and like leadership qualities. All all we wanted to do was try to create opportunity for them and continue to create opportunity for this city, you know, and that's uh, where, you know, those have blossomed and maybe there'll be other people that are talented like that. But in our core restaurants where we chef and the people that we work with on the day to day, uh, in the grind, like in, in the cuts, uh, you know, we have so many talented people right now that are just like, you know, the, this pastry chef that works for us, Jen Shen, it's like the cakes that she's making nowadays, like just right now internally only for like friends and family, but like are just amazing. I yeah. mean, they, they're, they're a piece of art, you know, it's like you, you're like, this is like cake wars on crack, yeah. you know, and like, I hope one day I could create the opportunity where she's able to sell those all over the world and people could see how the skill that she has, yeah. you know, or, uh, right now we have Courtney and Craig and Jen sales, like really focused on John and Vinny's and that brand. And like, it's our responsibility to open more restaurants to create more opportunity for them. Yeah. They'll cap out at where they're at, you know, and they've given us so much time, you know, in their life that we have to kind of give back in a way where it's like, it's meaningful, beyond just a salary, you know? So it's, right. it's, it's a lot of responsibility that comes along with operating these restaurants now, because at first it was like, it was fun. We wanted to just open a restaurant. It's going to be great. LA, you know, we're here. We're Stay up do all it. night, yeah, partying, party. yeah. and then drinking it, all the wine that you're selling yeah. you know, with and, people you know, and without people. Doing stupid shit. Like we were selling forties when we opened animal and you're like, so good. yeah, it was so good. But you're like, wait, the four top just spent $7 on alcohol tonight. This is not what we're <laughs> We should be doing, right. but it takes it, it's experience. It's going through it all, flushing it all out, and getting it off your chest. And like you know, I mean, you're an actor. It's like you you read through scripts, and you got to like you got to find in it, like you got to find that thing in it, what that person was trying to convey. You know, yeah. and like you have to people connect. people yeah. want to people want to connect with. Excuse me, people want to connect with our message. You know, people right now, like John saying, are really connecting with the the John and Vinny's brand for us personally on our side of the group. Um, no, I, I, in a major way. And it's funny because like John and I, like he said, like we look at the food and we're like, this is so simple. We grew up eating this. We grew up, you know, John and I would cook this shit at home all the time when we, but it wouldn't have been the thing that would have given us our legs here in LA right. if we had done that first. Yeah. It, I will say I'm, I'm with you because you know? it is, it is. I mean, you guys serve ranch with your pizza. Hell yeah. That's how I grew up Dude, eating. Hungry Howie's, bro. That's that it. was it. That's Crust it. Dip. Dude, yeah. First night we didn't have it. We went upstairs and I started talking with Vin and yeah. I was like, you know, we're missing. You know, we're missing. <laughs> and he was like, what? And I don't know what he thought I was going to say, but I was like, we need crust dip. <laughs> and he was like, I thought he was going to say hot dogs. And I was going to be like, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we need crust dip. And he was like, what are you talking about? I was like, you don't remember Hungry Howie's like fucking crust dip. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. The best part of the pizza is the crust. Yeah. And like, it's fun to dip. And and then we we literally ran it the next night. And after that, we were just like, 
We can't take it off. You can't. That's it. It's on. But forever. but that but but People what have you're scolded saying, us for it, but you haven't radically transformed anything. But it is it is so much better than anything else. Yeah. So it, it, it's I mean, like it's ingredients base. So, so that's where it sets it apart. Okay. I think uh, you know. Ever from from the very start when Vinny and I started cooking together, even pre-animal, I think what always intrigued us was quality of product and how you could take something as basic as like an apple there and have the same variety in apple picked in different times from different parts of the United States and have different tastes, right. you know? And I think that's, you know, it, for us, we're like super anal. So like, we think like there's specific salt that we like, there's specific, you know, oil we like, there's specific vinegars we like, and like, we're super brand dedicated. So if we call for a Pacific brand, like French is yellow mustard, it's like, that's what you use. You know what I mean? Like you don't curve it out and be like, oh, I'll just get the cheaper one. You know? And I think, uh, that's just in the condiment side, obviously, in the produce and the meat and then, you know, and the cheese, the dairy, everything. It's we're always pushing that, you know, and obviously we know there's a balance because uh, you still have to be your menu price still has to be comparable and people need to understand what they're paying for. Uh, you know, we're obviously on a little bit of the higher side, but we're not on the expensive side. And uh, I think for us, it's. It's always quality. Yeah. You know, quality's key. Quality wins. And that's when you taste that. That's what you people, do. when they're eating it, they're like, mm, and it's like, it's mm, because of what's in it before it even started. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it, it has like the way animal got me. John and Vinny's has, has my kids. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. I just am on a diet all the time right. or I would be eating with them. But if they, if you talk to them, like, where do you want to eat? It's John and Vinny's every it. time. I yeah. love it. It doesn't. Yeah. So many parents say that to us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's crazy to us that we've been able to cross over to that generation. Yeah. Right. And like them to be able to recognize and like, you know, it just shows that like, at least the kids here in Southern California, it's like, they also recognize quality, yeah. you know? And it's like, I don't think they're saying they want to go there when they're three, four years old because they're going there to be seen. No. Right? It's no. like they like the food. They're going there because they, they like the, the food. food. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like we have kids, both of us, you know, not together but separately. We each have two kids and like each and uh our kids love it too. Yeah. You know, and like you'll go to their school and it's like all the kids are like, Oh, that's John from John and Vinny's, you know, and it's like it's funny to me because I'm like it's just pizza and pasta and meatballs and, you know, but it's, it is amazing that you could get like, you know, we have so many kids that come in there and it's like, it's their place and they're like a year and a half. It's it, but I, even the neighborhood when animal opened, it was like, there was a bar across the street that did comedy sometimes. Yep. There was canters. There was the kibitz room. So it was, was like a dime. Dime was open. Yep. But there was no hanging out in that on that strip. There was nothing happening. Fairfax has evolved so much since when we started. I mean, we've been on Fairfax now for uh, almost 13 years. And like, man, it has changed so much. I mean, when we first landed on Fairfax, there was like Supreme, the stores that you guys mentioned, the hundreds was just open. But like other than that, everything else pretty much turned over. 
and now it's like, man, the space comes available and somebody's on it right away. It's there's so many brands that have uh, thirteen lost years ago, there. Supreme was not what it is today either. No, 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 no. But that's the other thing is I was going to say is that yeah. streetwear in general also evolved. Where yeah. it was like it used to be like only for skaters, and now it's like streetwear has evolved into mainstream, fashion, you know, high, fashion. It's yeah. high fashion. It's you, you know, people are going to work. It's like. It's more common to see a man in a T-shirt now than in a collar shirt, right? It's like a collar shirt's almost like almost outdated right now. Yeah, I keep saying to Vin, we got to bring back the suit and tie. You, know? <laughs> you probably could. You put that store on that street, you're bringing it back. You know it's what I'm saying? Back. It's yeah. like, and that's what's amazing. But it's uh, it's been amazing to be part of that culture. And like, there's so many people that literally have grown up on that road from you know that we're still friends with and. Uh, you know, to see what that street has become. Yeah, it's wild that, it's that wild. that's the that's the location. It's not Melrose. It's not Hollywood Boulevard. Totally. It's Fairfax. Like that's where my kids yeah. want to go spend the day. Yeah, is I mean, Fairfax. But it's like you know, Tyler's out there. He's you know, he's a superhero. Yeah, uh, for the neighborhood, he went to Fairfax High School. He's got the golf right there. You know, you got Supreme there. You have. Oh man, there's so many. The swimming know. monkey store, I, I think. The bathing monkey store. Yeah. Um, yeah. the cat, the alien cat. I don't know. I don't know the names of them. My kids are obsessed. With oh, names. Rip and Dip. Rip and, Rip Dip. and Dip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's so many. There's so, There's so many. It's I mean, wild. We're, we're definitely, it's definitely a little bit younger than us. <laughs> yeah. But it's getting younger and younger. It always feels that way. Yeah. But, but it's amazing uh, but it's that so those, cool. yeah. And Dude, those kids are eating you're getting food. older and older. Yeah, you're getting older. You're getting older yeah, and older. Yeah. And it's like those, the, the youth is still staying the same on Fairfax. And it's, it's been amazing to see it. Yeah. It is wild. Going back to our night of eating, and this was one of the things that really opened my eyes. Like I had had Korean barbecue before, and the Korean barbecue that you guys set as number one was amazing, but it wasn't like shocking to me. Mm-hmm. The tacos were amazing, but I've eaten tacos. I've had cabeza and lingua tacos. Amazing, but not shocking. Mm-hmm. You guys found a place that has stayed with me that I've been to a number of times since that was one of these places that... I cannot, it's almost like an okie dog type of a thing that is so weird and wild. It was almost a tandoori chicken on top of fries with, with Dino's, Dino's, Pico and Crenshaw right around there Amazing with vinegar, coleslaw and tortillas. Like the weirdest dish you ever saw. Yeah. You're like, what's going on here? Yeah. (laughs) It was so bizarre and so wonderful. Yeah. Dino's is a shit. I mean, it's unfortunate last year, the owner had passed away and some of the other locations have closed, but that one's still open and it still fires. And, uh, I don't know how many years it's been open, but we read about that, I think in the Zagat book, cause that was back in the day, pre-internet. It was that or Jonathan Gold had I think it was, I think it was Zagat for that one. Something. But somewhere. And we went and checked it out. We just always loved it. And, uh, it still is delicious. I mean, it's still there. It's still delicious. That location and, uh, all your listeners should check it out. For sure. And they're doing something there that's unusual. Like the fries are almost British. Yeah. It's like, it's a little bit of, it's a mixture of cultures. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing about when cultures do mix. And we really tried to show that in animal as well. Some of those things that we were seeing out there and like kind of feeling or, you know, that we're all kind of together in this place, you know, it's like we're mixing Thai and Japanese flavors together. And like, we're not, they're, 
we're they're close. They're close in proximity, you know, in the sense like in the world and like they're here together in L.A. And like, why not? You yeah. know, in Mexican culture, like everything's kind of not that necessarily stuff. looking at where it's from, but just using the flavor components to be yeah. able to manipulate or paint with. Right. And, right. and they're kind of doing that, too, a little bit. They're a little bit Greek. They're a little bit American and they're, they're a little, little bit, bit Mexican. They're a little bit Mexican. So it's like it's got this weird mashup that totally worked. Yeah. It's, it's it's a craveable food, you know? Totally. And I think like we we I love that. I still am obsessed with yeah. sort of that trying to figure out those kind of things. Like how can you bring these things together in a way? You know, it's like that's what was so amazing because yeah. I see you guys doing that mm-hmm. in a higher end scale. Yeah, but it's it reminded like we were eating that, and I and I, I kind of was like I, did, I I don't I don't recognize this. This doesn't feel like L.A. to me. It doesn't feel like anywhere, and I've right. been all over. Right, this is completely unique. Yeah. I never heard of it. Yeah, it's definitely unique flavors uh, matched up together, and it's you know delicious. It's affordable. It's you know it's just not really in your neighborhood right. uh, where you live, so it's a little bit of a drive, but worth the drive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's high acid. It's got Remember a lot of Remember we saw vinegar. that dead pigeon do outside, Now I was like, this is what we're going to eat. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, they would have probably made it delicious. It was good, right? Yeah. yeah. It was not pigeon, though. No, chicken. no. But pigeon was brought here as yeah. food. That yeah. was a food source at one point. Yeah. I know. Pigeons I'll eat are pigeon. good. Yeah. Mr. Chow serves squab. That's squab. just a fancy word for pigeon, I yeah. think. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Just um, not eating trash. That's, right. That, 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 you know. Right. It's ours, ours now over on Fairfax are definitely eating the trash. Yeah, I wouldn't eat those. Yeah, no. I mean, not a fair fact. Yeah, we're eating like they're eating like cigarette butts in, in our trash. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, and not good stuff. Yeah, what? Uh, so you guys have no plans? You're not working on opening anything else right now. You are well, John and Vinny's yeah. right now. We're working on opening John and Vinny's down in South LA uh, on Slauson. So we're super excited about that. We have. Uh, the Sarah's just opened Kismet Rotisserie, so I don't know when this open, uh, when this will air, but at some point in the last six Closer months, to where you right? live, right? right. Yep. Yeah, east which side. Is, which yep. you should check out. There's a lot of good vegetables there, a nice chicken soup, roasted chicken. You can get all white meat there. It's is on it the, near Kismet? Literally right next one door. door over. Oh, great. Yeah. Right next to the, the, yep. the Silver Lake Music Conservatory. Yep. Great yeah. for the family. Pick it up on your way home. It's a takeout, carryout place. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, counter service. Yeah. So we have all those in the hopper and uh, some other things that we're working on, but we're not quite ready. Okay. Really. No, that's good. That's you know, until good. it's assigned, sale, and delivered. But right now, John and Vinny's, because, it, you know, LA, as you know, is really a city amongst many cities. Yeah. You know, it's like we have, you know, if you live in the valley and you went to work in Beverly Hills all day and you went back to the valley, it's like you're not coming back over to Beverly Hills or Fairfax to eat. At night, you're no staying way. in the valley to eat. Yeah. So we really kind of want to because the 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 food's pretty common at John and Vinny's, and um, we believe in the quality and what we're doing there. That we really feel like all these neighborhoods could almost kind of handle a John and Vinny's of some, sure. of some scale. You know, we we put one in Brentwood, and uh, you know what I always say about Brentwood. Who lives in Brentwood? All the rich people. Only people in Brentwood live in Brentwood. <laughs> right. Or who hangs out in Brentwood? Yeah, yeah, only, only people in Brentwood. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like there's so it's like it's a real it's a it's it's a real enclave of the city and it's the same thing with South LA and the same thing with, you know, mid city. It's like people now they don't really once they've gone to work or they've moved around all day, once they get home, they tend to kind of stay in their area for restaurants. And it all makes sense. I mean, I do it myself, for you know. Sure. Um 
and I find my places that I love and whatnot. But I think for us, we really feel like it's 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 in the cards. Hopefully, you know, knock on wood that we can we can bring John and Vinny's all over the city and and scale it up, but not make it feel generic. You know, yeah. we're very particular yeah. about it and make each one kind of a little unique to its own neighborhood. You know, where it's like whether it's the music or specific, you know, design and t-shirts or the lighting or whatever it might be that, but still carry that same essence of John and Vinny. So like when you go in, you know exactly, Hey, I'm in John and Vinny's. I feel good. I can put my guard down and I can enjoy myself. Um, so that's something right now that Vinny and I are working on, uh, with John and Vinny's Brentwood, that was the first time we ever took like a replica and did a replica. Yeah. And it was a really cool, fun thing to experience. And now we're going to try doing it again down in South LA. And, uh, we're super excited about that one. That yeah. one's going to be really fun. Uh, Kind of came to birth. We took we we got the location with plans to actually do something else in the location, and then the neighbors kind of found out that we were uh, the new landlords and started emailing the restaurant. So uh, we felt uh, belage to the neighborhood to bring them what they're asking. For. Right. Good. So, yeah. So yeah. Super excited. I, it was it was a it was a it was a you know. It was the right thing to do in the sense that it's a really forward-facing building down there in in, in at uh, Slauson and Overhill. Uh, it's 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 a it's a self-contained building. It's not a strip mall. Mm-hmm. So we really felt like it was you know what the neighborhood needed from it was to be a public space right. and not to be private because we originally thought we might go in there and just do catering out of there, which would have then closed it down to the public, right? Um, which would have probably leaned that block a little more industrial, yeah. you know, which was not good for the neighborhood. So. And now you'll attract people. Now we'll attract people. We'll, you know, we'll make the beautiful, you know, the, the, the building beautiful. We'll make it, you know, so it's a, you know, really beautiful space inside and it's, it's quite large, you know, so it's, it takes a good portion up of the block right there and we're really excited about it. It's, yeah. it's really cool to really be able to beautify a building and, and make it nicer and, and really welcome people from the neighborhood. You know, it's the same thing with, with Fairfax. Like people were kind of pissed about the Damiano's things and we were like, you know, cause it was Damiano's, which was a famous pizza place here in LA before. Um, and the guy really, really ran it down into the ground and we we're like, listen, we're going to make this place beautiful. We're going to make this place a place for everyone to eat you know all day we're open all day whoever you are you can come in here and eat breakfast lunch and dinner yeah i will say about damiano's i definitely had in the early 90s that was that was my go-to pizza spot yeah many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. But, like, then as an adult, there's just no way I was going to eat food out of there. No. True story. We ate there, like, maybe a month before we took possession. And then when we went to clear it out, there was a dead rat carcass Not in the fucking oven. Yeah. Literally, we definitely ate rat <laughs> dust from that. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We're here, so well, we're I not mean, dead. That, but, but that is that is that, why it fucking grossed me out. It man. was like a bar fly. I felt bar. sick for like a week. Yeah. I felt yeah. sick for like a week after I saw the rat, just because it was like it was a rat carcass, like right. roasted rat bone. You know, like. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we found beer cans from like the seventies up in the attic and stuff. It was a wild place. Yeah, but, it was. But you know, just, they weren't taking care of it, and that's your job as an owner of a building. You know, it's like you have to take care of things, and you have to take yeah. care of care, the area around you and the neighborhood. And yeah. you know, you really start to realize, you know, as we went on, is that like restaurants are public spaces. You know, yeah. this is like this, you literally open your door and anyone can come through. I, yeah, you I know, and that's cool. Some. And it can also like freak you out when you're like, you know, you feel like you're putting yourself out there for people to judge you you know because that's what they do right yeah. it's like you put yourself out there for people to judge you it's like you put yourself on a big screen it's like we put ourselves out there on a table and say like hey this is what i've created for you like hopefully you like it you know yeah. and that's a, it's a big thing you know yeah but this is really why i'm so excited to talk to you guys i don't eat i my diet is so specific right now yeah mm-hmm. what are you eating by the way mostly i, I eat a ton of lean protein Mm-hmm. fish and salmon is out because i mean i don't even like that i have to start counting the fat but like really? cod and tuna and lean fish chicken breasts egg whites turkey breast that's basically my protein source and then protein what about, beans? what about beans yeah i was just saying not as a not as a, as a source of protein no because then there's carbs that i'd have to count too and it becomes just slightly complicated yeah. like i do rice at, which has a tiny bit of protein in it as a as my biggest source of carbohydrates and then vegetables are basically free but when i do every now and again decide that I'm taking a meal off, I'm not thinking about Domino's pizza. I'm not thinking about McDonald's. I'm thinking about stuff that like you guys serve because it's become, it's just become like the best version of what it can be. Like, uh, right. Have you, do you, have you ever heard of burgers never say die? Yeah. So that for me is if God made a McDonald's cheeseburger. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, great. It's the perfect cheeseburger from my childhood. What's crazy is that could maybe be worse than eating a McDonald's cheeseburger. Maybe so. Like calorically, yes. But it it satisfies the craving at a higher level. At a higher level where I go, 
It's got there's a touch of art in this. Yeah, you're you know like, if I mean? I'm going. It's the care too. It's the it's the shopping. It's the technique. It's the care. Yeah, it's all of these things put blended together is what makes it so great. Um, I love that burger as well, and I think that that's what it is. It's like you're willing to take the hit, you know, for the yeah. It might be a little more calories even than McDonald's, but right. I'm willing to take the hit because it it satisfies you so deeply. Yeah, you know, like and it's like. How I remember. How fast do you eat that thing? Oh, I, I, always that big. I always get two. I always get two. Do you just push them together? Yeah. Or no? it's a, it becomes uh, a quad. So it looks almost good. like. I mean, to be honest with you, like even myself, like. Yeah. Very good. I'm, I'm 38 right now, and like I'm almost 39, and I've been really like having to watch what I eat as well. You know, my body can't handle like it used to where it'd be like oh we'd go to dinner at four in the morning and like i'd wake up like feeling like chipper because i was like still full from the night before now it's like i wake up i'm in pain it's like i got a hangover you know and like i've had to change some of my programs as well you know and i think that you got to listen to your body uh constantly and like i do you know both of us do the same things it's like you know, I got things that I know just do not work for me, even though I love them. What's crazy is like the things that usually hurt you the worst are the things that you like the most, yeah. you know, like, and I think that's the reality just in life, not just in eating. Right. Um, but you know, it's a balance of it all, you know, eat like the rainbow, you know, I, I never snack. I love chips. I love snack food, candy, all that shit. It's like, I never hardly ever eat that. Do I? Yes, occasionally I will. But for the most part, it's like, you know, I'm eating cucumbers, I'm eating apples, I'm eating, you know, fresh fruit, I'm eating things that are from the garden more right. so than like from the shelf. Yeah. Uh, which obviously is a little bit easier to digest. Uh, you know, and the, the biggest thing I would say that I pretty much cut out of my life, uh, you know, in the last handful of years is flavored beverages coke juice juice is crazy man juice can be super high in sugar you know soup just hard for your body to take in and the thing is like if you have a juice it's like that's kind of a meal even if it's fresh juice right it's like it's a lot of calories totally so it's like you know for the most part for me it's like i drink you know probably uh close to a gallon of water a day i know it sounds crazy to say that but it's like I'm constantly pounding water, uh, you know, which helps flush out your system. I mean, water's, you know, I mean, you could talk more about it than I, I do. Mean, I'm sure you can. Yeah, but wanted- you're also in a kitchen, which is tends to be a hot place. You'd be surprised how much time i got to spend at a desk now. Oh, really? Right? It's like, I mean, we're close to 800 employees in our company. It's wow. like there's a lot of desk time that is required to run a business like that. I mean, Vinny and I are still in there. Uh, you know, where we can be, but we have guys that have promoted, been promoted to chefs. And it's like, it's their job to run the day to day. Do we get in there with them? Yes. You know, it's like a big event or some kind of thing. It's like, we're cooking in South beach this weekend. It's like, these are all things where, yeah, we are in the kitchen, but we get slayed with like 200 emails plus a day. And it's like, you know, now we got to answer those emails to keep the company moving forward. Yeah. So even watching my, Steps. It's like some days I come home and it's like, you know, I only got maybe four or five thousand steps. And it's like that isn't really enough where it used to be like, man, I wouldn't be under 10,000 or even 15,000. Yeah. So it's like, what am I doing to make up for those that time where you're standing up and like 
I'm currently, I just got introduced to the Peloton, and my nickname's Peloton John. So, nice. uh, You're going to have some challengers now. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not on there as okay. Peloton John. I'm, I'm more incognito because okay. I suck, dude. <laughs> I'm, like, winded after 20 minutes. I'm, and the trainer's, like, going up and down, up and down. I'm like, yeah. fucking, I'm going down. I'm yeah. just sitting down, right? right? Like, luckily, my legs keep moving because I don't know why, but they just keep moving. And, I'm, and my feet weren't strapped to the pedals. They They'd probably would off. stop moving, you yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, you know, and just trying to find that time to, like, make sure that I'm keeping myself healthy and, like, you know, keeping myself together because I think – if you're together, you're making clearer thoughts and clearer decisions. And now with having such a big company, it's really important for us to have clear thoughts and to yeah. have, you know, be not, you know, laid up and, you know, for something stupid. And, you know, even some of the extreme sports stuff that I used to like doing as a kid, it's like, I never do it anymore because I'm scared of getting hurt. You right. know? And like being out of work with a broken, you know, ankle for three months would not benefit either one of us or benefit the team around us. Yeah. I I had always just thought that you guys were super genetically gifted. Having eaten with you a couple of times, having gone on, out on like the crazy nights of eating, and then we ate at the Japanese beef, re- the secret restaurant on Pico too, right? Yeah, oh, we did, we did that. Together. Yeah, which is I mean, eleven least, courses of yeah. beef, like a lot of food. Like I've seen you guys eat. I've heard stories about you guys in Montreal and Quebec, oh, like yeah. Yeah. killing every you know Joe Beef and all those restaurants yeah, in yeah. a night. And so I sit here, like the part of me that is truly a glutton or truly an addict going like that's what they do they just they can they can be totally normal and they just eat like 20,000 calories a day but so I'm glad you're saying that because it shows that you're also a human being who has to like you're around this stuff all the time you can't just do that and even like you know things like you know if we have a full day of tastings with our staff you know where you know we might not eat dinner with our family right you know because like You've already taken in 20,000 calories just at work, you yeah. know, and that also is like trying lot. to balance that and like, you know, and obviously. I had to stop having them schedule us where we were like doing like two or three in a row. I would just, it just hurt. <laughs> Too much food. It, hurt, it starts to hurt. Yeah. Well, it's and also like, like as you get older, it's like your body changes and like what you can do. And like, yeah, when I was, you know. 19, 20 years old, it was like I could house stuff and I could still house a lot of food, right? Especially for my size. But like, I'm gonna feel it that night or that next day. Yeah. And like, your liver is just like, uh, oh, what'd you do? What'd you do to me, yeah. baby? You know, yeah. and you're like, but with that being said, it's like I still like a gluttonous night, you sure. know, and like I just can't do it every night like I used to. It used to be five, six, seven nights a week, working late, drinking crazy, eating everything in sight at work and then going out after work and doing the same thing and just kind of repeating that cycle. And now it's like, man, I got a little kid that's waking me up five 30 in the morning. And it's like, I'm never ready to get up at five 30. Right. You know what I mean? Like no matter how early I go to bed, I'm never ready at five 30. Yeah. Uh, and like, you know, it's important for me to be there for them. Yeah, for sure. You that's know? my number one priority. Uh, mine yeah. too. Do you think if you guys had come here much earlier and kind of come up in LA restaurants, it would have drastically altered what you did. I don't know. I mean, you never could, you, you know, never know, like I never try to ever, and I know Vinny does the same thing. It's like, 
we're not the kind of guys that ever talk about the past or reflect on the past as much as we live in the presence and talk about the future. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, there's different people out there and like Vinny and I, you know, we're definitely different, but that's one thing that we definitely have in common and have for day one is like when we met, we never like basted on our high school days. Right. You know what I mean? Or like even now it's like, you know, occasionally you might be like, Oh, remember that one time we did that? And it's like, yeah, but it's like very rarely are we ever talking about that. We're always like, what's next? What's the future? You know, we're living in the moment and, uh, it makes it, I think, super exciting for us yeah there might be one right there might be no more after this like yeah and we're cool that we're easy we're, we're you're just focused on what you're doing yeah we want to make sure that what we have put forth that we're just doing it well and maintaining it because that because that's really important the maintaining us. is almost the hardest thing and yeah. i think you know a lot you can of constantly people keep doing new stuff like a lot yeah. of people are like oh you have all these restaurants and i'm like yeah you know what it's like we have a large debt you know, right. from all these, you know, restaurants aren't like uh, necessarily fruitful all the time. You know, it's like we do it out of love, you know, and like I think that's where a lot of people's perception is, you know, different. And uh, it's interesting now because people always know you from when they meet you. Right. And it's like, man, I remember meeting you. You're way bigger, crazy yeah. as fuck. Right. We yeah. used to get ham together. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, if I met you now, I wouldn't even known you then, you know, like I would have. I would only you wouldn't know have you that perception of you. I would sure. only yeah. know you at this point in your life. Yeah. It's like the same thing goes for us, you know. And and uh, you know, for us, I think we feel like we still have so much more to do. Yeah. You know, like we don't feel like we're done. Just like you feel like you were saying, I'm going to put on five pounds of muscle. I'm going to do this. This. It's like the same thing for us. It's like we're thinking that same way. Where it's like, you know, but if it ended tomorrow, we would look at each other and be like, wow, that was amazing. You yeah. know, like. Even just with animal, if nothing else came after animal, like that still would have been amazing, you know. Um, by the way, beyond amazing, yeah. yeah. Animal, I still think like I'm. I'm glad you got. I, I, you know, look. I think anything you create, the minute you stop making sure it's there, it's going to go away. So you must have awesome people. If you guys are highly focused on John and Vinny's because it's the most recent thing, you must have awesome people running Animal. We have awesome people running Animal. We have always had awesome people in there. We spend time in there. We don't spend as much time as we did when we were opening it, obviously. Like, we were literally... Everything. Yeah, I would come and go in the kitchen. You were there. You guys were cooking every night there was there was we tried we tried to kind of pull it together i think there was like there was about a two-year run there where there wasn't you couldn't find one of us there in, right. that, in that kitchen in the beginning and it, and it and i think that really kind of helped us not only understand the business and what we were doing there and refine it and get that idea tighter and kind of really understand who we were as a restaurant it also allowed us to be able to manage it in a way where we would have never been able to manage it say you know, if we would have been like, all right, guys, see you later after three months, you know, like we're on to the next project. That's what I was saying is that it's easy to constantly keep doing no, another project because you keep moving to the next thing. Yeah. But going back and visiting the old becomes hard because you have to fine tune it. Yeah. You have to kind of constantly keep it interesting and constantly add to it and adjust and see what things, you know, people – People aren't eating as many. We've noticed through our trends within our group, maybe it's not everywhere, but that people aren't committing to as many big dishes in the menu. It's like so we actually skewed it to where people can order a lot more small things, still enjoy 
uh, a lot of different flavors and a lot of different techniques and a lot of different interesting things, but they don't have to commit to one dish that might be eighty five dollars yeah. or though two dishes that are twenty five and thirty five. You know, it's like there there's still those things in the menu, but you can come in there and eat things that are like ten, nine, seventeen, fifteen, thirteen. There's a lot of that in the menu now. Right. And they're smaller and the flavors still punch, but it's just it's just that thing. It's like we've gone back into it as I was there today, you know, working on a new dish and like we're just we just constantly try to keep it up, you know, yeah. and like, and the same thing with Son of a Gun, and we have great people there. You know, the chef that's actually there has been there the entire time since we opened. Um, I love Son of a Gun. Son of a Gun slaps. It's yeah. good, man. It's like, that's a great throwback for us to just like the way we grew up eating and kind of like tweaking those things that you Hush never. puppy and ham. Yeah, it's like yeah. things, well, here's things the, you also here's just didn't see all the time. I think, you know, you know, it's like, you're, yeah, we're not an animal every day. We're not a John and Vinny's every day. We can't be everywhere every day. Like, let's here right now. Yeah, we're here doing a podcast. Like, <laughs> Who's know, running like, the ship? Yeah, yeah. A lot of good people are yeah, running the ship right like, now. There's one thing, and like we say it in our staff meetings, it's like I might not be in here every day, but my heart and soul's in this building. Yeah, right. And it's like anything that we're going to attach our name to, we put our heart and soul into that atmosphere, and like you feel it when you're even when you're not there when there's a problem yeah right? and it's like you kind of have this kind of weird instinctual feeling like the way you do with your kids because you have kids so you understand that feeling and that's the only thing that i can relate it to is like having a kid a restaurant and they you know they need constant nourishment they need constant uh supervision love, they need constant love they need constant education they need all these things that take a lot of time from you and, and it's like when you're not with them and like you feel their pain, yeah. right? And it's like, and if you're with them and you see the pain, you feel it even in a, another way, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I tell that to our staff. It's like every one of our restaurant, I know where every drain line is. I know where every piece of equipment is. And like, man, I might be two years since when I went, last looked at that piece of equipment. But when I go to look at it, it should have been maintained the way it was. Right. Maintenance the way it was and located in the same spot. And like, there's a lot of times when people call us, over the phone now that worked for us. And it's like, we got to navigate it through FaceTime or through photos. It's like, there's a person right now on our team. It's in Brooklyn working on a frozen pizza line that we want to put out there this year. And like, she's sending us video at like six in the morning of production that's happening in Brooklyn. Wow. Literally. And so like, we'll be able to get John and Vinny's pizzas in a supermarket. Uh, did we just, did we just, did not, we just, not is, a, did we just drop a bombshell? Well, it's not, been solidi- it day. hasn't been solidified too, but like, this is the way things come into us. You know, it's like, you see, these are different pepperonis that she's talking about. And like, here's production going on right here. Cool music, by the way, I'll mute it. But you can see there's like production going on. She's showing you all the different stages, the cooking process in the oven, you know, coming out of the oven and it's like obviously we're looking at this and then like she's blast freezing it and shipping it to us and then we're testing it here in la so it's like reheating process on the reheating and just what's it look like when it freezes and ships and like is packaged and like yeah maybe it's just amazon drones drop it at your house you know and it's like for so us, cool. it's like, you know, right now we don't know what we're going to do with it, to be honest with you. You could do something But we're radical. studying it. Yeah. You know, and we're like trying to understand it. We've been it. deep on it. <laughs> We've been deep for months. Well, I mean, look, I mean, 
like for me, if I'm going to eat a pizza, I'm only going to eat a John and Vinny's pizza. Like as of today, when I have that, when I have that meal scheduled, that's what it's going to be. And I'm going to get the the crust dipping sauces. But but it's like move out to Giorno, you know, and here comes John and Vinny. Hopefully, you know, it's like, but it's the idea is like we had somebody that was interested in it. They wanted to study it. We were interested in it. We wanted to study it. So it was like, now we're deep in, you know, it's like, we've invested a lot of money. We've invested a lot of time. We've invested resources. Do we have distribution? Maybe somebody that's listening to this podcast is going right. to call us up and be like, I got an idea. I got a yeah, spot. Here's dude. how we I do got, it. I got a spot. I have 10,000 drones that can carry pizzas. <laughs> And so, we will drop them down chimneys. That would be amazing. Yeah. So I mean, these are you know the 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 the, the things where it's like these are the kind of things we're working on and yeah. that we're doing. And like, even though I'm not in Brooklyn right now, there's a part of me that's there. Right. You know, with Courtney, I know she loves it. I know she loves us. I know she loves the brand. I know she loves pizza. You know, and it's like that relationship and is what's going to create an amazing product. Yeah. I, w- I will say that, that that is probably one of the hardest things about, you know, about dieting and the things that, you know, from a restaurateur's perspective and a chef's perspective is that we got into this because we deeply love food. Yeah. You know, we love the taste of food. We love the geeking out about how it's made and how you can make it better and constantly making it delicious is something that we we loved from the go. You know, like day one, that was really kind of what drew me in. You know, the culture and the the actual food itself and the making of the food, creating something, right? And it's like, you know, now, given our age and given things that are, you know, you're you're looking at when you're you're, you're like, oh, I want to go try, you know, this or I want to go try this place. It's like it's hard sometimes to stop yourself because if it is really good, because if you've read about this place, right, it's like you you want to go to John and Vinny's, right? And you're like, I want to go there. And then it's like, OK, well, you still have to control yourself. Right. Right. It's like I want to go to John and Vinny's, too. I want to eat chicken parmesan. You want the fried calamari. Yeah. I want to eat the, you know, the the rigatoni cacio e pepe. I want to go, I want to go all in, you know, but I have to be like, all right, I'll order an arugula salad with parmesan and I'll eat <laughs> and I'll green. and I'll eat I'll eat the Jersey marinara pizza. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll have dessert. Lowest uh, calorie pizza yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's the lowest calorie. It's just tomato sauce and garlic and oregano. And like, yeah. it's very good. I actually love but it. Real it's pizza what, geeks say that's how you judge a pizza. Right. Is actually on the marinara. Sure. Not on the All the shit you put on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That that hides the pizza. Yeah. No, but if I'm going to have a fried chicken sandwich, I'm going to some of the yeah, You know dude. what I mean? And yeah. my kids will get into like, who does it better, Popeyes or this place? And yeah. I'm like, this is not. That that place makes 10,000 of those a day. They're all frozen. Like, what are you talking about? Let's go eat a real fried chicken sandwich. You know what I mean? I'm not going to drive to Culver City to Ford's place because he makes a good chicken sandwich, too. That's the other side of the universe for me. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Yeah. But, like, there is a a window where you can, like, touch – artistry with yes, food you know you what i mean and you guys have have perfectly done that and thank and you. and you've changed the landscape of los angeles thank you yeah we you know it's like I, it really it really does come from a place of like real love with you know love of 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 restaurants love of food um and love of creating things and wanting to make people happy you know i think that's that's something people tend to forget in general and i always say this to people it's like just remember most restaurants you go to especially if it's supposed 
supposedly a nice one you've heard about or you know you heard it's not some it's not some generic brand right most of the time these people have put a lot of love into this restaurant yeah and their goal is to make you happy yeah you know and like listen there's a lot of other humans that that come between us when we're actually doing these places, right? That we need to kind of help facilitate the needs of a customer, right? And if that person may have had a bad day, they may come off a little bit short or snarky to you or, you know, like it, they have a bad attitude. And, and that's not our goal, but we're dealing with humans here, a humans. lot of humans. And we, we all react differently. We all come, man, the hungry Hungry adults are case study, and, and it is a real thing, man. Yeah. It's like hungry adults coming into a restaurant five minutes before their reservation and expecting that thing to be ready, that yeah. table to be ready, is is really real, especially for those hostess. Yeah. And who's at the host stand usually? Usually, usually it's young individuals who are in their early twenties. You know, it's like it's a job after they go to they're in college or something. You know, and it's like it, you know they have to take. Take on a lot of pressure from those people, but their life skills that they'll they'll have forever dealing with that if they're good at it. But it but it can be a lot. You know, people are usually not that forgiving. You know, with things yeah. like that. And we, you know, you have a lot of we have a lot of expectations to meet at a yeah. restaurant, especially where where we're at. You know, it's like here we are doing a podcast. It's like there's articles, there's things that they've heard about it. it perpetuates now through social media and Instagram and Twitter and all these other things that then leads to a lot of pressure for our people to perform. Yeah. You know, it's like watching an athlete, right? It's like, Oh, well I expect the San Francisco 49ers next year to be amazing. It's like, well, every game's different. Every year's different. They got a little bit older. Like, are they going to be as good as they were last year? I don't know. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you hope to be, you condition, you train for it, you know, and that's, kind of like how we run the restaurants too well, it's like you're yeah. constantly i i don't know is that guy tonight on saute is he gonna not use enough salt in your bolognese i hope he does that there is a level of professionalism also so i don't wind up at restaurants very often and all time is about a mile down the hill from my yeah. house so we walk there right and there's a fish and rice dish and i kind of know exactly that i can eat it and doesn't mess up my my calories yeah right? So I wind up there because my wife likes going out to eat. Yeah. New Year's Eve, we have kids suddenly on New Year's Eve. All the kids have plans because they're all think they're adults now and some of them are <laughs> actually adults. And so suddenly we're like, well, what do we do? And we're going to go to her friend's house in the valley. And for me, the idea of the valley is there's nowhere to eat. Right. Nothing exists in the valley that's good, like food that isn't a chain. Right. We go to our friend's house. We're like six hours early. So we're just in the valley, like hungry. We pop into Petitois on Ventura and it's New Year's Eve. We're expecting to just get like yelled at and laughed at. And they figured out seats at the bar for us. Yeah. And they were so nice and they treat us as though we were actually expected to be there. You know what I mean? I mean, I imagine it Not got always though no, doesn't work that way. I know. But I'm glad that you're saying this, you know, and I didn't know you were going there. I know Vinny didn't either nope. as well, but like we try to do that for every guest. Yeah. Doesn't always work out. I've never it's the only you know, time I've like, ever been there. That's so cool. I don't look anything like if if any of those people saw me at the one in Hollywood, I certainly don't look the same as when I was last there. So right. there was nothing like like oh we oh, know you big to No, yeah. not at all. It was literally like two people walked in. It's New Year's Eve. Let's figure this out for them. Was the vibe? Yeah, and it, when we were I love really, that. It, 
was great. It was great. It takes all those great people, and if they're in the right mood and they're doing their job, and like man, if all cylinders are firing, it's like it's on. Those yeah. restaurants can be on, you yeah. know. And it's like, but man, if you catch a bad attitude at one of the, anybody, I don't care what restaurant it is, like at the front door, you walk in, you're hungry, you're you're running 15 minutes, like you had a stressful day at work. It's like, and you just have one person to set you off. It's like nine times out of ten, I read like Yelp reviews on not just like well, I read them just for threads yeah. on common threads within our group but sometimes i just go on a restaurant just because i want to know where i use it for locations a lot right and uh i go to look at it and you know scroll down look at a couple just like what people say and it's like usually nine times out of ten the person that's upset is upset from something that usually happened like at the front door or at their table with another employee right has nothing to do with the food it's actually not the food usually yeah Usually, um, sometimes it is. Sometimes, right. it is. but 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 nine times out of ten, I find it to usually be with some sort of servicing. It's humans interacting with each other, you know. Yeah, and uh, it, you know that's the goal is to do exactly what we had happen to you there at that yeah. restaurant. It's like you came in, you didn't know what to expect, you were expecting the worst maybe, and you got the best. But it's also, like, it, it's like, and hopefully it made your day, and hopefully the food was good, and like, but you're gonna eat there, sitting there, being like, this was great. I didn't have to fight for this. Like it was a perfect, it became a perfect night. Yeah. And it's also the Valley where I grew up. Right. And my idea of the Valley was fast food. And then a couple of random restaurants that were passable. Right. was, you know, and a few good delis. That was it. Yeah. But really I would never in my wildest dreams be driving to the Valley to eat ever. And now they have good food. Yeah. Which is wild. Yeah. It's good. It's gotten better. And I think LA keeps getting better and it keeps spreading, you know, yeah. which is great for the city, you know, it brings it brings tourism here, you know, people are coming to LA to eat because yeah. they want to come on like a 4-day, you know, we're going on an eating trip. And yeah. Like it's it's um it's exciting to be just a part of it, you know, like we're on people's list. Like one of those restaurants that we mentioned, you know, whether it be the Sarah's or Ludo's or ours, it's like, it's on somebody's list for sure to come here and eat at. And that's very exciting to be a part of. And I think that that's, that's that big picture thing of like, wow, we're like, we're a major part of like a major city in the world. Like that is, and it's, that feels really cool, you know? And and hopefully it feels really cool to all the people that work with us, you know? And I am literally the guy like that is, I have gone to Beijing to eat Lee Kuan roast duck. Right. I've done a trip to London to eat St. John's. I've gone to Chianti to have uh, Dario cook me a steak on his roof. Like I've done, I've traveled just to eat because yeah. I'm into it. I've gone Which to Montreal awesome. to eat poutine. Like I'm into it. Yeah. And the fact that I grew up thinking the only way to eat food is to get out of Los Angeles. That thought is not real anymore because we now have insanely good food so thank you guys thank you thank you yeah all right awesome man this was the cheat meal cheat meal and now for the q a this question is from doug i find my biggest battle is sugar i start a good trend on weight loss and then the sugar addiction takes over and then the mindset of well i already ate that might as well eat everything what can i do to curb the sugar crave the thing that i did doug well thank you for the question doug the thing that i did was I just completely excised sugar from my diet entirely for a long time, not forever. But if 
having a little bit of it is going to lead you to having a lot of it. Don't have any. Just get rid of it. Uh, you can certainly have carbohydrates that aren't sugar. I don't know if that's if that's what you're saying. It says your biggest battle is sugar. So I would just say get rid of sugar. You know, if it's like I can't just drink one Coca-Cola, I drink the six pack. Don't drink any. Don't put that in your house. I can't eat just one M&M. I eat the whole bag. Don't buy M&Ms. That would be my suggestion to you. Um, and if you're having carbohydrates, get them from some other source, rice, a piece of bread, a potato, a sweet potato, some beets. I mean, you could even eat a handful of carrots and get some good carbs out of them. That is my recommendation for you, Doug. Thank you for your question. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast, please submit it to AmericanGlutton.net. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee, and as always, joined by my chaperone, Paige Dorian. Follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.